Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text hope NY in New York. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that there is anything I am content with right now. Ryan Day's message to the Ohio State Buckeyes on a Tuesday. Uh, that was one of the biggest takeaways from the Tuesday press conference. We just finished with Ryan Day at Jim Knowles. Oh, you were quoting Ryan Day. Okay. Yeah, uh, Ryan Day said it just plainly. That was the thing that jumped out to me even more than Kyle McCord being named the full-time starter, but we absolutely have to lead with Kyle McCord being named the full-time starter. Tim May, the 40-year vet on the other side of me. Andy Backstrom on the other side of me. I'm Spencer Holbrook. Let's dive in, fellas, because we have a lot to unpack ahead of Ohio State, Western Kentucky, and the Horseshoe on Saturday. Full-time starter, not content, offensive line issues, defensive uh, lapses on third down. Take your pick, Tim. What's the biggest storyline you come away with? Well, you've named your you named for everybody to know now, which we knew coming out of the game on Saturday. We talked about it yesterday on our video uh, that Cal McCord is the bona fide starting quarterback at Ohio State, meaning starter. Uh, the next guy is second team. That would be Devin Brown. Uh, you had a sense that that was coming today. Uh, as Brian Day, when I asked him, when did that decision hit you? Basically, he said during, right after the game on Saturday, but he wanted to kind of hold off. You know, I don't think he wanted that to be the prevailing message. The prevailing message he wanted was he's not content uh, with everything he's seeing out there, starting anything. probably with the offensive line, but with anything, of course he's not. He's not going to sit here two games into the season even if he is content and tell you he is. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, that's that's not how football works. And it, definitely not, not how football coaching works. And uh, But, yeah, the, there's a there's a piece, at least, uh, P-E-A-C-E, uh, to the situation right now that the quarterback battle uh, is over in the sense of they have their bona fide starter 
and now you go from here, it becomes, in essence, uh, Kyle McCord's team, where do you take it? I'm going to go with the defensive side of the ball. We also talked to Jim Knowles, and he talked about a shift in philosophy he's had really over the last year since being at Ohio State and kind of changing from this havoc-creating disruptor mode. He called it a feast or famine approach of being a coordinator of the defenses at Oklahoma State and then previously at Duke, where he had to feel like, you know, I got to make big plays in my defense. I got to create game-changing plays where now he's just trying to basically maximize the talent without giving up the explosives that burned them last season. And that shift has been evident so far, even in the two weeks. They've only given up a combined 10 points, but they have just one takeaway. They have three total sacks, not many TFLs either. And so the question was asked, like, are you concerned with, you know, the low amount of takeaways, the low amount of TFL sacks? And he said, well, the priority right now isn't to have those big plays, it's to not give up points. And so yeah. that shift was, was pretty prominent. Yeah, and he gave indications and when we got to talk to him in late May, early June, whatever that was, and then even in preseason, that that was where he was headed with this defense, you know. Every, every level you coach at has a different level of football player. And we've talked about how many times about the, the talent he walked into here. Yeah. Now, don't get in the way of the talent. And, but now the talent has to deliver, right? Yeah. Right, Spence? And just I'm like you were that. talking about uh, last year, it's kind of getting used to what you got. You know, you've got, a, you've got a different kind of race car here. It takes a different kind of driving. And uh, uh, I think it's paying off for him. But uh, you talk about, uh, not content though you're still not content on some of the things you saw on Saturday right yeah it's like defensively you go from the Ivy League to Duke and Oklahoma State that's one thing like that's a jump in itself and you've got different level of athletes but you still are outmatched against other opponents like when Oklahoma State goes against Oklahoma or when Duke goes against Clemson Jim Knowles still had to scheme as if he did not have a talent advantage right and so like all of the scheme had to be centered around how do I get talent to equate or how do I get scheme to equate talent? That is not the case here. And so maybe it has taken 15 games because that's all he's had at Ohio State now is 15 games to, to really toy and make sure that, that he's getting things uh, you know, uh, locked into place. I'm not, I don't think that he's done shifting philosophies by any means. I think that he's going to continue to evolve this because as he realizes, okay, I'm even in like the micro of, okay, I'm having JT Tumorolo and Jack Sawyer do this, but if I do that, but because I did that at Duke and Oklahoma State, but if I do this with them, then they're going to see the production and we're going to get a better pass rush. If I do this with Sonny Styles in the slot or Jordan Hancock in the slot, he's going to be maximized, even though that's not what I'm used to. This is going to be even more than last year where it was just system, guys that fit, go play football. I think this defense is going to evolve more Andy this year than it did last year for sure. Oh, it has to. I mean, they're, they're coming up on a big test with Western Kentucky. Tim's been talking about it for Months. a while now, and, and, and it's Years. fair to say at this point because this is a challenge for this secondary. Yes, they've performed well so far, but they faced a triple option attack in Indiana, and they didn't really even know their quarterback situation, and then they faced an FCS team in Youngstown State. So now this is the first real test against Austin Reed and this offense that likes to throw the ball a lot. I mean, it's borderline air raid. They average 44 pass attempts per game, which means that clock rule probably won't be as drastic in effect Unless this time around. passes, yeah. Right. And so now it makes you think, okay, well, what are they going to do now in the secondary? How are they going to react to this high volume of passes, especially at that free safety spot, which was brought up today? Josh Proctor still up in the air, whether or not he'll be healthy for this game. 
Last time we saw Malik Hartford getting his first start, but only played that first series. Jim Knowles said he struggled. They wanted to go with Jihad Carter the rest of the way, who's more experienced. Who do we see? Hartford again, Jihad Carter. Uh, that's something that's interesting to me. Maybe we see jo uh, Josh Proctor if he's healthy, but I think that is a big spot in that secondary we need to monitor this week because they're trying to limit those explosives. Well, that's a position that has a big job in limiting those explosives. I think yeah, you could it even... wasn't surprising to see uh, maybe Malik Hartford had a little bit of an anxiety situation going on making his first start in Ohio Stadium um, that, that carries a lot of weight, you know, and uh, Jihad Carter showed, I think, his chops. The reason they brought him here was his chops, uh, the experience he gained at Syracuse being one of the better safeties in the ACC. I thought that I thought that was for every, everybody could see that on Saturday. It just, it just brought a little bit of a settling to that defense when he got in there and stuff. But uh, Malik Hartford has a huge upside, as Spencer noted. Uh, from the first practice we got to watch this preseason and uh, some guys you just got to bring along a little bit slower but have them ready you know the last eight games of the year to really make a contribution yeah I think you could even see in this secondary a pairing of Jordan Hancock as a safety but in the slot corner with Sonny Styles and Lathan Ransom I think you could see Josh Proctor and Lathan Ransom back there with Jordan Hancock I, I don't see a world in which Jordan Hancock doesn't play a majority of the snaps against this team specifically just because of the way that they throw the ball but you also need to get Sonny Styles on the field which obviously is a, a a task for Jim Knowles and for Perry Eliano and that entire defensive staff like I think this will tell us a lot about what they're going to do against Notre Dame because Notre Dame is going to ground and pound you but man like Sam Hartman can sling it. They can't overlook Austin Reed, but they're going to learn a lot about themselves against Western Kentucky that will carry over uh, as they head westward to South Bend afterward. Uh, I, that's probably the most intriguing thing to me this week, even more so than the starting quarterback uh, being Kyle McCord. I, I, this defense, Tim, they, they got to step up this week. Well, you heard me ask uh, Jim Knowles. I mean, you, you're facing a team that's going to come in here. You know talk about explosive they're they're bringing a dump truck full of dynamite with them you know whether they get to set it off remains to be seen but uh, they're going to come in throwing haymakers to yeah. use a boxing analogy hey and if one of them lands boom then you keep throwing them you know you throw another one they're not going to be shy about what they do you don't just change what you do overnight uh, uh, been saying it all along and I'll say one more thing. this is going to be the first true test of this Ohio State defense did it get its act together against number one, stopping passing attacks or neutralizing packet passing attacks, but definitely keeping teams from hitting the big play. You know, as Jim Knowles admitted uh, earlier today, that, that first showed up when they played Toledo last year. You know, and that quarterback they had, I mean, uh, Toledo hit a few big plays, which were kind of hints that, hey, something's not quite right here. Yeah. And of course, and then of course Maryland, but then followed by Michigan and Georgia at the right time all drove trucks through that through that loophole and uh, so this will be the first big test for this defense have you in fact fixed you know the, the giving up of the explosive big play for touchdowns closing everybody's going to give them explosive play from time to time yeah yeah that's true Tim that's a good point closing thoughts on the defense yeah, well, it's also the first test or measurement of these defensive ends, according to Ryan Day and Jim Knowles, because you know, we've been talking on Monday and even before that about these defensive ends of production. Uh, I've even said like I, I would want to see more from them in terms of disruption behind the backfield, whether that's in run defense or rushing the passer. And, and, and both Ryan Day and Jim Knowles said today, well, just wait and see, because this is where they really get the opportunity to do that. 
Um, and so we're going to see if they can get there and get home. Not just JT and Jack Sawyer, but also Kenyatta Jackson and Caden Curry. And we'll see if Mike Hall and those interior guys can also get sacks. Because before this season started, Larry Johnson said, hey, like, I don't want to talk about individual sacks. We measure it as a unit statistically. Well, right now, they are second to last in the, in the league in sacks per game. Uh, they're right down the bottom in TFLs as well. And I know we already talked about Jim Knowles' stance on those stats, but those do matter at the end of the day. Like, that's how you create disruption, get people behind schedule. So, curious to see if that happens this and week. And it's key against a quarterback like this. I mean, we, we may be sitting here talking about the same thing about Tui Molo-Lau and Jack Sawyer, because it is key on a guy that grips it and rips it to get pressure up the up the middle as much as you can. I mean, that you've got to get in this guy's face as quickly as possible. And so it'll be interesting to see how Ohio State goes about trying to do that. Hey, Tim, uh, congratulations. Andy, congratulations. Uh, the preseason predictions that Kyle McCord would be the starting quarterback, three for three at Letterman Row. Congratulations, oh, guys. congratulations, Spence. Thank you. Not, not everybody predicted that, but um, Letterman Row seemed- well, Some people had inside sources that were feeding them uh, raw fish. Huh? That happens sometimes. Uh, anyway, there's peace of mind with Kyle McCord being the starting quarterback, as Ryan Day said. There's peace of mind to an extent with Ryan Day. I'm yeah, glad, that you, went, I'm glad the, you went to this place. Go the, ahead. The quarterback is, is settled. Um, Devin Brown, they still want to see play. They still said, he, Ryan Day said, there will be times where they put him on the field. There are packages for him. I would assume those are heavy quarterback run packages, and that's going to be pretty predictable. But if they can make it work, they can make it work. But for now, Kyle McCord now gets all the first team reps uh, heading into Western Kentucky, which I think will help him exponentially uh, in the build up to Notre Dame. He gets, um, you know, to be able to watch what the defense does against or, you know, what the scout team defense does at times. He'll get to watch uh, film more closely as the full-time starter. There are just some things that come with becoming that guy and, and taking the, the interim starting quarterback off and putting that permanent tag on that I think will help him in his growth a lot. Um, and, you know, after C.J. Stroud's first two starts of 2021, we saw him really take off. I'm curious to see now, as he gets the first team reps, two starts in, what does Kyle McCord look like in that start three into the into Big Ten play after Notre Dame? Because you've got two big games here, bye week, and then Big Ten play, and you could see him really start to take off if he takes full advantage of all the reps he's about to get. Yeah, and congratulations, Kyle McCord. You know, he got that nice car in the offseason. You know, but man, he's got a vehicle. He's got a he's got a race car now <laughs> oh, gosh. that he now has the keys to. He gets to keep in his drawer. That's a using that and out. But is congratulations to him because basically, who knows how long it lasts? Whether it lasts one game or one season or three seasons, uh, he is the next starting quarterback at Ohio State, which has come to carry some panache, you know, around the college football world, around the sports world. And now it's, uh, you know, is he going to drive it right down the track or is he going to hit the wall? You know, that remains to be seen. Bottom line is he's the guy and congratulations to him. Tim, when I uh, was going to prom as a high schooler, my uncle let me borrow his perfect condition, pristine. I got a better story than this, uh, I know. Ford F-350, just perfect condition as a Ford as a kid as a kid from Hardin County. Uh, oh that goodness. was just a beautiful thing to be able to do, and I felt. Wait, did that? Did that have the 7.3 liter? Oh yeah, uh, I yeah. felt so privileged to be that's driving a, that thing, and I can only imagine what Kyle McCord was feeling as he get, <laughs> as he now gets the keys to the Ohio State offense. Uh, the only problem is I got to borrow it for one night. He gets to do it for three or four months. Andy. I've got a better story than that. Well, uh, my brother let me borrow his uh, Pontiac uh, GTO for. Uh, 
for my first big date with this girl I had been pursuing for a while, he said, whatever you do, don't get stuck. What did I do? You got it stuck. We got out into an area, you know, and uh, next thing I know, I couldn't, I had to get these guys to come pull me out uh, of a sand hole. Didn't get to date her for a month because she was, she was, uh, you know, basically uh, her parents grounded. But uh, anything can happen once you get the keys, man. Anything. Those are Kyle McCord's keys now, and he's got he's got the reins of this offense, Andy. He can he can take this team wherever he wants to take it. This can be uh, the best thing ever for Ohio State. It can go sideways, um, but r the fact that Ryan Day now trusts him says a lot about where this competition went from. I would say a month ago at this exact time when Devin Brown was starting to take the lead in that quarterback competition to where it's at now, where now he's got Kyle McCord is the, the, the bona fide starter, as Tim said. Yeah, I thought, you know, the thing that impresses me most about Kyle McCord is just how cool and calm collected he is. We talked about it before, but even in his reaction to this news, apparently, Ryan Day said, you know, he's not the most emotional guy. So he was excited, but this was more of a confirmation of the work that he has done. He wasn't like jumping up and down. Uh, which, you know, I think that's what you want from your quarterback at Ohio State. Like, when he talks to the media, he's very measured. You don't see him getting overreacting about anything in particular. When you're going to South Bend in two weeks, that's kind of what you need to have. That's going to be a loud stadium. There's going to be other loud stadiums he plays in this season. Yeah. And so far, I've been really impressed with, you know, even in the game against Indiana, throws the interception, doesn't get to play the next series, comes back and looks a lot better. You know, I think that's been my takeaway more than any of the impressive throws, the connection with Marvin Harrison Jr. It's just the even-keeled response he's had so far, even throughout this entire competition. And the other thing I'll just say with, with Devin Brown is you know, I asked Ryan Day, we watched the game last night, right? Jets yeah. playing on, on national television, Aaron Rodgers, everyone's ready. He gets hurt four plays in. Um, you know, you, you're hoping that Kyle McCord's healthy all season, of course, but the backup's always one play away, just like McCord was when CJ got hurt yeah. in 2021. So they are confident in what Devin Brown can do. Consistency was the main thing that separated these two. But the talent is there. That's what Ryan Day said. And, and, the, Brown and the difference well. also is Zach, Zach Wilson took almost all the meaningful reps in preseason games as opposed to Aaron Rodgers, who was just watching, except for the last game of the preseason. So there are all kinds of things. I mean, like I asked Devin after the game on Saturday, at least now you've got a block of video that you can watch yourself playing quarterback, which makes you, you can, you know, besides going, oh, wow, look at me, it's more of, you know, de deciphering what it is you did and didn't do well and, and learn from that and get better from that. And I think it's, I think Ohio State's in a good spot right now with this quarterback situation because you have a pecking order, but you also have a guy who yearns to still be number one. And that is so important as opposed to a guy who's just, you know, get, got a clipboard on the side and hoping his name doesn't get called. Yeah, it's interesting to me uh, because I was a little critical, and, and, and I think Andy was a little bit too, about the way Ryan Day handled the Indiana game, saying that Devin was going to play a lot and then not doing that. And it, it, it left a lot of head scratching going on in this building and outside this building from fans of like, okay, you said that this was going to be a thing, a competition throughout that game, but it didn't come to fruition. But then Every, you got to play the game, but, you know? But, yeah. you know, everything other than that exact day, and that moment I thought was handled very well in hindsight yeah. now that it's over by Ryan Day. He gave Devin Brown some, some snaps against um, Youngstown State. He wanted to give him more, I tr truly do believe, against Indiana. Uh, you know, there were times where he pulled those guys aside and said Devin's leading. There are times where he said Kyle's leading. And the, the icing on the cake for me that tells me I think Ryan had a plan all along with this is after the game Saturday, he knew that Kyle was going to be his starting quarterback, and he chose to wait to name Kyle the starter. 
didn't tell us, didn't tell Kyle, and didn't tell Devin because there was a time and a place for that. Right. And in the aftermath of a win, it wasn't the time and the place. That shows you that you know he cares about these guys. He cares about you know not just who's going to try to lead them to a national championship, but who's going to you know be the face of the program and who's going to be the guy who's one play away from being the face of the program. So. There were times where I thought this was rocky. There were times where I thought it could have been handled better. But in hindsight, I think that that this entire process has been a, a net positive for Ryan Day, Andy. I think so, too, because like Tim said, you got Devin Brown who's in there and yearning for time. And whether good that's word. yeah, whether that's this season or next, it's good to have someone that is in the fold and you know a little bit more of what you have. It's not a, a veteran who you know, is, is on his way out or hasn't played much. Yeah. It's someone that there's actual promise with, another highly touted recruit when now you actually have some tape on him. Um, so I think that that's good for this offense going forward, good for the quarterback situation. Now we'll just get to see if Kyle McCord is that next guy, if he's that next Heisman candidate, if he's the next first rounder, I guess, you know, now he's off and running, we'll see. Yeah, now the pressure's really on, right? Right. <laughs> that's, that's the expectation for Kyle McCord at Ohio State is, first-round pick, uh, Heisman Trophy finalist. Uh, the expectation of Letterman Row is to cover the team 365 days a year. That's what we're going to keep doing as long as they let us. Uh, Tim made the 40-year vet. He'll be there at LettermanRow.com checking it all out uh, and, and writing it all up. Andy Baxter the same way. We're on the Letterman Lounge message board. Come check us out. One dollar for one month. You will not regret it. Come be a Letterman Row member. Come be a Letterman Row member today. Uh, don't don't waste any time. But for Tim May, for Andy Baxter, we're going to get to work providing that coverage we do all the time at LettermanRow.com. We will see you back in this building on Wednesday night for more player availability in the lead-up to Ohio State, Western Kentucky. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older in present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.